0: Please listen carefully.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Optimist Daily's
0: Weekly Roundup. I'm Carissa. And I'm Ariel. And we're working hard to put solutions in view and optimism in movement.
1: So hello, we're back again with
0: more solutions from the week. Ariel, how has your week been? It was pretty good. I mean, I'm still enjoying being here in Canada, and the snow has really started coming down. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been fun for me and my dog. It's her first time actually experiencing snow like this. (laughs) Uh, And so far, so good. She's been quite interested in walks, actually, but we'll see once it it gets quite intense. I need to get her used to her little boots and everything. (laughs) Oh, little boots. I'm sure that's... You. They, they are cute, but it's hilarious to, to watch her try and walk in them yeah. because she does that weird like dog thing where they lift their legs up really high and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> oh so, yeah, she still has to get used to them, but I'm sure she'll appreciate them, yeah. especially once the salt comes out on the roads. I think that's supposed to be really bad for yeah. the little pawsies. But what about you? How has it been switching gears back into the work week after nice Thanksgiving holiday
1: good it's been kind of a a a very busy week just missing two days of work can kind of put you behind so I've been catching up with work and stuff and also preparing for the end of the year because we're in that interesting period between Thanksgiving and Christmas and the end of the year so lots to do but still good but yeah I had a Very nice holiday, as I mentioned last Friday, but I hadn't gotten back into the work week exactly yet, and now I am, so we're making (laughs) it through. I've also had kind of a second full-time job this week of getting ready for my sister's 21st birthday this weekend.
0: Oh, exciting.
1: Yeah, very exciting for her, making some like decorations for that. I was lucky enough to catch the invite to her celebrations, so that will be fun. Oh, nice.
0: (laughs) Do you have any like gifts that you're thinking about getting? Is she like a fashion girl? Does she appreciate jewelry or like what?
1: She is really a fashion girl. So there's one item, I guess I won't expose it just in case she listens, but there is one item that she's been wanting that's a little more expensive from one brand. Mm,
0: Very good sister.
1: It's her 21st birthday, so she can have a good present and it'll last her a while. This particular thing might be... jacket from one brand that's actually not the brand that I'm going to talk about right now when I go into my solution. (laughs) But before I start, Ariel, so we're talking about fashion and all, I have a question before I reveal exactly what I'm talking about and being mysterious. Would you wear clothes made out of
0: trash? Oh, wow. That... That sounds kind of like a trick question, because I know with fast fashion and everything, we're basically (laughs) wearing trash. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I try to stay away from fast fashion. You know, we write so many articles on the Optimist Daily that talk about how bad fast fashion is for the environment. But if you're asking in the way where we're converting trash into a piece of clothing, then as long as it properly Made and doesn't Mm -hmm. smell or look anything like the trash it came from, then I would be open to that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought maybe I could trick you with that question (laughs) because it would be funny to wear actual just trash, (laughs) but no, you're right. This solution is converting a material to one. But Ariel, I know you're smarter than that and know about all the circularity solutions we share that are making trash into one thing or another. Yeah,
0: it's hard not to know our line of work.
1: So listeners might be confused if they haven't heard of this kind of process before. But this solution this week is talking about how Patagonia is working to put trash in fashion, really, but not in the way you might think. It's called Style and Sustainability. Patagonia transforms ocean waste into high-tech fashion. Patagonia once again emerged as a symbol of sustainability and style amidst rising concerns about plastic trash devastating coastal ecosystems through creating the groundbreaking new Storm Shadow Parka. This novel jacket, which is priced pretty steep at $899, represents not just Patagonia's warmest product, but also an eco-friendly mentality, free of dangerous forever chemicals
0: often found in weather-resistant clothes. I guess you have to pay a steeper price for just knowing where, where the product is coming from and also investing in the planet. So yeah, if I had the extra money. Exactly. Maybe
1: as The process for this gets a little bit more advanced and stuff. Maybe the price would go down a little bit, but you're investing into a piece that's coming from a good place and something that Patagonia really takes pride in is making their products last forever too. So it is something that will be a lifetime piece. This article talks about how Costa Rica generates four tons of plastic debris each day, one fifth of which ends up in rivers and on beaches. So this is where another company called Bionic, which is an environmentally conscious company, enters and they employ people to remove beach trash. And this beach trash will go into their unique technique to convert ocean bound trash into high performance Gore-Tex materials, which power Storm Shadow Parka's core. And there's a quote in this article from Patagonia's Global Product Director, Mark Little, who is leading a mission-driven program that emphasizes longevity and timeless elegance. And he's quoted as saying, our commitment extends beyond mere durability. It's about enduring fashion and reducing our ecological footprint. And this attitude really exemplifies Patagonia's demanding design principles, which are underpinned by the Patagonia Purpose Trust and uncompromising dedication to eco-conscious actions that benefit the globe.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, Patagonia is often at the forefront of sustainable design and fashion. Yeah. Tell me more about how the latest design works. So while recycled
1: plastics from water bottles were previously the driving force behind the company's sustainability efforts, Patagonia saw a more meaningful route. In collaboration with Bionic, a global leader in coastal plastic recovery, the brand moved into uncharted territory, redefining material sources by reusing this ocean trash. And so Bionic's technique for reclaiming ocean plastic entails complicated engineering, clearly, such as purifying deteriorated polymers in difficult coastal circumstances. Collaboration with Gore-Tex, a leader in performance fabric innovation, Mm -hmm. resulted in an improved weather-resistant outer layer for the Storm Shadow Parka, which seamlessly combines sustainability with high performance utility. Also hand-in-hand with this is as mentioned before, eliminating dangerous forever chemicals from clothing became critical in Patagonia's unwavering quest for sustainability. And so collaboration with Gore-Tex resulted in the invention of the EPE membrane, a game-changing breakthrough that performs on par with traditional materials while posing no threat to environment or human health. Mm -hmm. And it really represents Patagonia's longstanding collaborations with Bionic and Gore-Tex with the goal of scaling operations for wider industry use just beyond Patagonia, but leading the way. And Mark Little, as mentioned before, hopes to use these connections to influence brands, to educate customers, ushering in a massive transition towards a greener, more sustainable future. Living in Santa Barbara for a very long time, Patagonia is headquartered down in Ventura, which is very close. So we're all big (laughs) Patagonia fans in the area. And just in general, obviously Patagonia is an industry leader. We've written about them a lot. We just wrote about, you know, a year ago how the CEO gave the company to the earth, basically. There's no one doing it like Patagonia. (laughs) Patagonia
0: always knows what to do. And just disclaimer, we are not sponsored by Patagonia, but we often highlight their efforts because we just feel like it aligns with what we're trying to do here at the Optimist Daily, which is finding solutions for the world's problems. So just in case you think this is sponsored or an ad, it's not. We just love Patagonia. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. Yeah, I know. I mean, if Patagonia wants to. I just have a Patagonia. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'll pivot to my solution of the week. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have anything to do with fashion, so there's no graceful segue here. But today a story that caught my eye was about a fascinating initiative that's happening in Greystones County Wicklow in Ireland. The article is titled, Irish Town's Smartphone Ban Offers a Blueprint for Digital Balance and Kids' Mental Health. So, I'm certainly not a parent. I'm pretty sure you're not either, Carissa. I am not. Unless you count Yeah, hat.
1: I'm a pet parent, <laughs> but they don't use smartphones, which you're going to get into.
0: <laughs> so, I can imagine that trying to find the right harmony between screen time or exposure to tech and also being grounded in the real world, like, for instance, spending time in nature or having your kids read actual books or making sure that they engage with people and peers in their real life, that's probably a daily challenge, especially when life is already so busy as it is. And, you know, giving your child a device might be the path of least resistance when it comes to carving out time for yourself or you know general peace and quiet perhaps i'm not sure so i'm i'm just spitballing here <laughs> but then there are also all the studies coming out that show how detrimental smartphones and social media can be for everyone's mental health in general but especially for the impressionable minds of young kids this article mentions research that shows a direct link between the surge of smartphone use and a rise in kids mental health issues and distress so
1: It seems to me like it's a multi-layered problem that would be hard to tackle on your own as a parent with this screen time surge. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's what the parents in Greystones County Wicklow in Ireland, as I mentioned, were worried about. They were all wondering, you know, when would the dreaded day come when their young kids would start asking for their own smartphones. So their solution, instead of dealing with this individually, the whole town got together and decided on a no smartphone code. For tweens. Wow. Their goal was to erase the pressure that kids feel about owning smartphones.
1: Talk about community. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Which sounds pretty intense. But yeah, I guess as a kid, like you'd also just want to have what all the other kids have. So
1: Yeah, it's a huge factor that, you know, as soon as someone gets a smartphone, I'm sure it's the coolest thing around. Yeah. And
0: then they all have smartphones. And then you're like the one kid whose parents are really concerned about your mental health, but you just don't have a smartphone, which which might also detrimentally like work detrimentally against your mental health if you feel like, you know, bullied or left out. So the parents of Greystones set a rule, no smartphones until the kids turn twelve. A mom from Greystones, Christina Cap- Capatina was quoted as saying, it just has completely solved the problem. And research supports the fact that delaying smartphone use allows kids to grow emotionally mm-hmm. and gives them time to learn how to safely navigate the online world. Capatina agreed, emphasizing the importance of preserving childhood and encouraging real face-to-face interactions over digital ones. So... It worked because, well, first of all, the initiative wasn't forced on anyone, it was totally voluntary. So there were definitely some families that opted out. Yeah. But there was enough participation to create this norm where not having a phone as a child was totally okay. And it's, it's not really about being anti-technology. It's just about waiting for an appropriate time. So yeah, for them, for this community, it was waiting until secondary school, which I think is, is really reasonable. Definitely. Um, the Greystones experiment was so successful that it began to catch global attention. And school principals from around the world have support, supported this initiative. And then it also just kickstarted this global conversation about kids and smartphones. So yeah, I think it's it's really it's it's nice for parents to know that they're just not alone in the struggle yeah. with like getting their kids off their phones or not having phones in the first place. Because it is true, kids are exposed earlier to everything the internet has to offer. Mm-hmm. I mean, even for adults trying to balance your digital well-being is difficult because phones are also often, or apps like social media, they're often made to be addictive. Yeah. So I think kids, especially, need a lot more protections. But you know that this experiment doesn't really stop in Graystones. Policymakers everywhere are taking notice and thinking of ways to help other towns do something similar. Yeah. Rachel Harper, she's the head teacher at the local St. Patrick's School. And the other folks from Greystones are really proud to be ambassadors for this cause, showing how a community effort can make a real impact. The smartphone code, to wrap it all up, it's not just about parents feeling empowered, it's reshaping how we think about childhood and finding balance in this digital age.
1: This is really interesting, and it's just so empowering, too, to see like how a small community can really make a difference. And it's catching fire around the world, and people are, are also inspired and thinking of ways they can enact a similar policy is very cool. At Optimist Daily, we love the power of community, and the solutions that start small are often the ones that make the biggest difference. Thank you for sharing this solution today. And we have a lot more solutions that we shared on the Optimist Daily this week that were equally as cool as these two. So you can check them out on our website. Some of our other stories this week included embrace serenity by exploring America's four car-free havens, road trip idea, or I guess not road trip because no cars, but (laughs) trip ideas. Recovering from family gatherings, your essential guide to recharge and reset. The EU makes a historic decision to stop plastic waste exports to poor countries. I also really liked that solution this week. That was a good one. And then we have cancer detection breakthrough revealed via butterfly-inspired imaging.
0: Um, also published this week, leading up to COP28, EU-Canada Green Alliance amplifies climate dedication. The European Union satellite initiative targets climate-driven threats to forests, seven sustainable alternatives to wrapping paper in the run-up to the holiday season, and Breaking the Ice, Swedish City Combats Winter Loneliness with Say Hello Campaign. <sighs> I love that. If you want to start your day off right, make sure to subscribe to our free daily newsletter to get our solutions straight to your inbox.
1: And we also have more on our social channels. You can find us at The Optimist Daily on all of our platforms, including Threads and Pinterest. The only different channel is called Ode to Optimism on X, which was previously known as Twitter. But we're sharing our solutions and pooling solutions for archive that are equally as evergreen and timely, so check it out if you want more optimism.
0: We are a small team of optimists working hard to bring you positive news. If you'd like to support our mission of sending optimism out into the world, then please click on the link in the show notes to find out how you can do that.
1: Yeah. And support doesn't always have to be financial. Just recommending our podcast to a friend, leaving a positive review on Apple or Spotify, or just sharing a solution on your social channels would be a very big help in our mission. Another great roundup this week, Ariel, as always, it was great to share this good news with you to the world.
0: Yeah, I hope you'll join us next week.
1: And yeah, see you again soon. Bye. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Let me restart. Sorry.